G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 309 of the Transmove Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and thank you very much to everyone for tuning in to what is ranked and rated as the greatest triathlon podcast in the world. Who rated it, I hear you say? Well, I did, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know why it's just entered my head. It's just reminded me of this story. Um, when I was young, you know, just a kid, my dad's always had companies. Um, some were just complete bombs and others were yeah, at, at stages wildly successful, but he didn't know when to get out of them and they ended up going with the rest of them being wild failures. But we had, I was probably 10 or so, and we had this security control room set up in our, our security monitoring control room set up in our kitchen and you know doing alarm systems and things so an alarm goes off it sets, sets you know goes through to the computer in the lounge room in the kitchen and you know, we can organize sending a security guard around to check it out or contact the key holders or whatever it is and um yeah it was dead set set up here it's it would all take it in turns to look after it generally my shift was after school between you know and dinner time while you know mum rests and it, it was just the dodgiest dodgiest company but yeah and it's not like we're monitoring uh we were monitoring like little Tom's takeaway shop up the three dock with the three blocks up the road. We had we had businesses like that. We were looking after their alarm system, but we also had government contracts as well. You got to keep that. You know, this is going back in the early nineties, early early yeah, early nineties. So, and it was people because of people like my dad, which created a whole lot of standards and practices that the these massive companies and. Um, government contracts, you know, to get a government contract, you got to re- meet a whole lot of standards. But back in, back in the nineties, the early nineties, they didn't have any of them, and so you could probably thank my, my dad for for helping contribute to that crap. But he would go around to these um, potential customers and, and and put in tenders and say, "Oh yes, we've got a rated control room," and he starts babbling all this crap to him, and. It, it, one day he was joking about it with friends because uh, we're in the kitchen slash control room at home and he's going it's a rated you know I just told him it's a rated control room and they're, they're looking around thinking a rated control room and they said who rated it just confused and he goes well I rated it of course and so that just story <laughs> just triggered into my head I haven't even thought about it in 300 years but you know for those who are wondering about the security control room the, the graded control rooms because um, I've had security companies myself. Um, you've got to have a grade 1A control room is the highest ratings you can get. And we're, we're talking, um, you know, they've got to be double concreted walls. Have It's got to have its own separate air conditioning unit um, separate from the rest of the building. It's got to have gas masks. It's got to have duress alarms that goes through to another control room. And things like double double doors, double solid doors to get into just the control room itself. So... <laughs> Jeez, he ran a dodgy ship but um, anyway I guess this is a bit of a triathlon show so we should probably get more onto the point so if you guys have any questions you want thrown into the show jump onto the website trainsmooth.com send me through an email tim at trainsmooth.com just like Ross did 
It says, uh, I have a running background. I have recently competed in a couple of marathons. I am now looking at a new challenge, and that being the 70 point, uh, a 70.3, and my eyes are set on a date on the 25th of August. Uh, my only problem is, like many, is the swim. I am no good at freestyle stroke and have been trying, but just not making progress. However... Uh, the other day, I completed completed 500 meters consistent consi- continuously. Gosh, um, <laughs> hopeless. Um, continuously of breaststroke and uh, f- and felt good in brackets in a swimming pool. My question is: Should I stick with breaststroke and build onto the f- build on the 500 meters? I have been in the bank. That I have in the bank. Gosh, my reading's hopeless. And aim to improve my technique with this, or should I aim to learning the front crawl and then work on my endurance with that stroke? So, cool question. Um, a, a couple of things come to mind. So let's start off with your actual swim, with race day, and we'll work our way back from there. You need. I know you've picked the race and it may tick all the boxes here, but I'll, I'll just babble on for a moment about it. With swim being your weakest, you've got to find a race that's going to try and shelter and protect that weakest part. So, for instance, you've got to find a, a race where the swim is sheltered as much as possible, where you're not, you know, going into the ocean and just being hit by the elements would be probably you know not a very smart move you want you want to be swimming in a lake or just something in a bay it's just something that's sheltered and i I can give you an instance here Um, i go up to ironman cans generally once a year and and though i'm missing it this year but for the last four years i go up to ironman cans and I, I, I'm not a very, very good swimmer by any stretch of the imaginations. And I, I leave myself wide open in that race. I get bashed around left, right, and centre, and and it's just, it, it's, it, I just feel sorry for all the real weak swimmers in that race because it, it's horrendous. Um, but then I go to somewhere like uh, I'm in Australia, where it's, you know protected you've got you know you can throw a rock from one part of the um, land to the other part of the land and you know it's significantly easier significantly quicker and it's just so much more you're so much more protected in that swim Um, so you've got to find a race that's going to protect you also you want to find a race that's going to let you exploit your strength so obviously you're coming from a running background you want to pick a race that's um, going to really amplify amplify your run strength. So are you just crazy strong on a real hillier terrain? So then you've got to find a race that's going to just make you be able to exploit that. Or do you, do you perform better on flat surfaces? Whatever it is. And then you just got to keep in mind that you've got to really spend some time on the bike so you can get off the bike as fresh as possible so you can just kick a back of gear on your run anyway to do with your swim i think if doing um, a race 70.3 or an ironman or whatever breaststroke the whole way i've seen it done but it's brutally long 
and you you almost need to give one of the lifeguards out on the out on the water a pack lunch because they're going to be waiting for you all day. It's just painfully slow, and then you got to work out whether you can do it in the time time cut off. Now I think you've got around an hour and ten minutes uh, to complete the seventy point three swim, and and so you think oh that's more than enough time, and it probably probably going to be, but that's that's chewing up a lot of time out there by the time you get you know halfway through the bike half the you know they've probably already declared a winner for the race so you've got to got to um just keep all that in mind i i personally think you're going to be much better off breaking the freestyle stroke down and learning that just taking your time doing doing it in very small you know you want to with that swim in the swim race you want to make sure you're using a wetsuit so you need to find a race that's going to allow you to wear a wetsuit if it's got a history of um you know in some some of these lake swims in summer you're going to need to you know wetsuits aren't allowed because it heats up real quick so you got to keep that in mind but um i'd probably be inclined just to do just about all your swims with a pool pool buoy just to keep your your ass and your legs up in the air, up in the water, high in the water, so you can just swim a lot better. You can focus more on what's going on in the upper body, and then you can just slowly get rid of that as time gets on. Um, but <laughs> one of the, when I was got into triathlons, I, 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 I'm not even. I won't say too much here because I don't want to call the person out too too much. And if I say too much, it might be obvious. So. Yeah, anyway, um, I was told when I was first really getting into it, into triathlon, he goes, all you got to do is just watch Pete Jacobs swim. That's, just really study Pete Jacobs and do what he's doing. And I, and I thought, is it really that easy? It, you know, you could watch, you can grab that video of Pete Jacobs and break his swim stroke down. You watch 10,000 hours of Pete Jacobs. doesn't mean you're going to swim just like Pete Jacobs. I... I never thought, you know, just having a glance at these really good swimmers and seeing what they do, you know, it's uh, and how they you do their techniques. Absolutely, that that's a gold mine there. But saying just that's all you got to do is watch Pete Jacobs and then off you go, just copy what he does. <laughs> that's that's silly. But what I would do, I would enroll in an adult swim swimming course to learn freestyle. You might do even if you've got to learn, you know, the other strokes as well in the because that's all that your pool's offering. And then so be it. But freestyle's the, the money maker. Um, that's the one you really want to learn the most, and just tell the instructor that. I think that would be your biggest uh, investment you'd be able to do. It would be a very good investment. If you don't want to do that for various reasons, um, I've mentioned it a few times on the in various episodes. Go up to a lifeguard. That um, these lifeguards, you, you know, they're bored, crapless. They're just, you know, they're just stand. They've just sold a bit of their life to stand at the pool deck watching people swim, and they're they're just thinking, oh god, I hate my life right now. Oh, I want to die right now. Oh, please, that person drowned so I can jump in and save you. That's all they're thinking. So you've got to grab one of these pimply-nosed kids and say, that are lifeguards and say, look, and do it to one lifeguard that's there regularly. You don't do it to too many. Just say, can you just keep an eye out on my swim stroke and just offer me advice? You know, they're going, oh, yeah, okay. And you watch how much free coaching you get from them and just maybe throw them a, a bottle of Jack Daniels or so for, for their troubles. That would be another good investment if you didn't want to go the proper swim coaching route. 
or um, another one is to you know watch a hundred of these um, YouTube videos on swim strokes and breaking it all down. Grab yourself a, if you've got the money, get a proper GoPro. If not, you can get these cheap. Um, waterproof cameras you can get them for $35-$40 delivered to your door from eBay get that, sink it to the bottom of the pool um, you may need something that's going to weigh it down a little sink it down on the bottom of the pool don't ask permission from the pool from your local pool can you film it's best to apologise than ask for permission so you put it so, and the way you do that is you get your fins flippers stick them inside the sole of your fins walk to the pool with that so no one's looking at you and then when, once there's you know it's clear you put it down you sinker it to the bottom and then you know, do a couple of strokes put it back in your the sole of your fins or slip, flippers whatever you want to call them and then go and analyse it and just do that every third swim just take it to the pool Film yourself swimming, and then you can start. And go, Gosh, look at that! I'm really crossing over here and crossing over there, and I'm doing this here and do that. That's another good way of doing it, of breaking your swim stroke down. Because what you f- think you're, how you feel you're swimming, and what you think you're doing, it often isn't, isn't exactly the case. And then when you see yourself on camera, you think, oh jeez i look like a drowning dog so you you've got to get your swim swim you've got to get your technique good enough and then once it's good enough then you can focus on speed and and power in the water um but i do think even um a poor a poorer technique um freestyle swim will be much better than uh, um, breaststroke just through, through through the entire race, and let, let's face it, you but you you want to tell people before your your race, like after the race, saying yeah, just you know months prior to this uh, to this half Ironman, I couldn't swim freestyle. I sucked. I could do five hundred meters breaststroke, yeah, that that's nice, but I couldn't do freestyle. I had to teach myself this, and you know I got this time, so next time I'm going to do a seventy point three, I'm going to be able to even better because I'm going to focus on this and that and. It's uh, and and they've got some good good um, good aids too, good tools to help improve your swim stroke for self coached um, swimmers. But you're more than welcome to take a video of your swim, send it through to me, and I'll give you some um, quick feedback on it all, mate. Always happy to help, um, but I would definitely focus on your swim stroke and just, and I'd break it down. So maybe just do twenty-five meter sets, have a rest, do, do another twenty-five meter set, have a rest, another twenty-five meter set, and just slowly build it up. And between, if you're doing twenty-five meter sets, maybe have about ten seconds rest in between each one, just just so you can try and focus on good quality. As soon as you feel like your technique you know oh i feel horrible here or this is bad there um have a minute rest do it again if it still feels horrible jump out of the water and call it a day you're better off um cutting it short than continuing but your your goal will be to try and go to the pool every time for at least a you know aim for a two two kilometer swim every time um, and then drills really help too. So if your technique's poor, the six one six drill, the six three six drill, uh, broken arrow drill, um, sculling drill, doggy paddle drill will be worth its weight in gold for you. Um, and I'm not talking about ju- you know jumping in and doing a kid's doggy paddle. YouTube all these um, doggy paddle drill. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Maybe do your cool down. 
uh, all your cooldowns of 200 meters of 12 meters of kick going straight into 12 meters of freestyle just continuously kick and um uh, i can give you more swim advice but i'd need some um, video footage to give specific swim advice but you warm up on the on the drills so maybe do eight times 25 meters warm up and then follow that by um another 600 meters of different kind of drills and whatever drill you do go straight into freestyle because you're trying to create a better um technique so you do like um like 15 minutes of scale 15 minutes gosh 15 meters of scale straight into a 35 meter freestyle for instance that that, that's just an example so you want to create a good good technique from what you're trying to achieve uh, I hope that does help and I haven't just babbled on for almost 17 minutes of just, you know, crap. But shoot me through an email if you have any other questions or need any help. My email address for everyone is tim at trainsmove.com till next episode. Hooray.